Welcome to Glory Days, a tribute to a time when rock stars roam the earth. I am Jumpin' Jack Chad, your host, and this is a very, very, very special edition of Glory Days entitled, wait for it, hold on, Breaking Beers. I tracked down an old high school buddy, his name, Jason Wicks, his game, Jason makes custom guitars. Fat Finger Guitars is the name. Fatfingerguitars.com. So check that out. Also, Jason and I reminisced about a shared, wait for it, glory days. Yes. Old high school buddies shooting the shit over a couple beers via Facebook. The magic of technology. All right, enjoy this. It's just uh, two guys catching up, drinking beers, and talking about music. So enjoy this new edition of Glory Days entitled Breaking Beers. All right, I'm here with Jason Wicks. Jason, where are you living now? Uh, I'm still upstate New York. I don't know if you want me. Do you want me to give out your last name? Do you want me to stop? You don't care. Too late for that. <laughs> well, I know with the magic of editing. Yeah, that's all right. No, that's cool. All right, you're my first actual guest uh, using the old Facebook video, and it's called Breaking Beer. So what you and I are going to do is open up a beer together via how? So how? That's like 500. How many miles is it from here to Gilderland? Gildal- you said? Yeah, yeah, we're in Gilderland. Upstate New York Jesus. is. So um, how, how far are you from New York City? Uh, three hours. All right, I'm so. about an hour and a half from there. So, all right, you ready? Let's go get open yeah, numbers. Three, two, one. Nice. Good crack. So the reason why I asked you on this because I th- you said you listened to an episode or two, and I think you got the gist that this is a tribute to a time when rock stars roamed the earth. It is, in my opinion, and a lot of my friends' opinions, that today's music sucks ass in a big way. Uh, there's not everything. <clears throat> But I was looking back at the charts and back in the late 80s, and most of it was pretty bad, too. So, like, we had, I was looking at, like, the top 10 in 1987, and it was Living on a Prayer, which I like. Here I Go Again. Oh, Living on a Prayer by Bon Jovi, obviously. Mm-hmm. Here I Go Again by Whitesnake. Alone, mm-hmm. Alone by Heart. And Walk Like, a, Walk like an Egyptian by, do you remember? Walk like an Egyptian. Oh, the Bengals, right? Yeah, there you go. Walk like an Egyptian. <laughs> so now, okay, so today's music. So, I, I again, I did a little, uh, I just went on to basically Spotify, which fuels the podcast. And the top, I'm going to say that in the top 10, there's Ed Sheeran, who I fucking hate. Oh, my, my son's no, in the room. Cool. My son's in the room, by the way. I mean, which I mean, I, I dislike. The chain, smo- <laughs> the chain Smokers? No clue. Oh, uh, the Weekend? No clue. Bruno Mars? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's all right. Yeah, so out of all, actually, I like a couple Chainsmoker songs. I hate Ed Sheeran because he has a vagina. Nothing against vaginas. The Weeknd, I'm not into The Weeknd either. So I'm glad you say you don't like, you don't know these bands because we're going to talk about a time when music kicked ass. And my memory of you, you're actually more of my brother's friend. True, true, yeah. I'm more of your brother's age, yeah. And uh, so we, my memory of my my. My real, my memory of you and I is when I brought my guitar and my amp over to your, I believe your father's house. And we yeah, set, my grams. Yeah. We set up the guitars overlooking, 
Like you're on top of a hill and there's these bunch of houses below you stretching out down the road and we just cranked the guitars as loud as we could and we played for like hours <laughs> blasting our, I don't know what we're playing, I, don't, I think we probably sucked. But we were just, we had the guitars, we had the distortion and we were just cranking the guitars out. Well, how do you remember this situation? <laughs> I had, um, it was a crate amp, which I thought was awesome because there was no um, Polex, it was actual wood. So it was like a 112 speaker. It was all wood, and I remember getting it for Christmas, and I was like, "This doesn't sound right." It had no distortion. It was literally just a like a bare amp with no no distortion or anything. So I had to grab a pedal, and I and I think you know that day you came over, I actually blew the speaker in it. You blew the speaker. Did it sound better after you blew the speaker? I <laughs> know. Uh, I think that I think we ended at, at that point. Oh, that's you blew the speaker and we ended. Ah. Yeah, yeah. I think that's how we ended it. But I just remember. I think, the, what did you have? Like a PV? I probably had a PV and a PV guitar. I think I had a, I, if I remember correctly, my first guitar was a white PV with a whammy bar, of course, because you had to have a whammy bar at the time. Yeah. yeah. Wah, 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 wah. And <laughs> a, probably a PV, little PV combo amp. I, I remember your Charvel. Oh, was it the purple one? Yeah, I remember that purple Charvel. That was wicked. I had that, that was right at the 80s. I was like, because you were like three, three, four years older than me. So you ran with like the older crowd. So we were like the wannabes. And, I, and, you know, we're like seventh, eighth grade, and we're like, oh, look at the seniors. Look at, these old, look at these guys. They got the cool guitars. They got this. They got all the cool stuff. <laughs> yeah, so right. I remember drooling over that thing. I forgot what the model it was, but I remember it was a Charvel. It was a Charvel. It wasn't the reverse headstock, but I, was, I definitely wanted the guitar with the bent head. But so do you remember how many guitars have you sold and you wish you didn't sell, sell or get rid of or trade it in? Or do you still have all your guitars? I, um... I guess I'm a little bit of a hoarder. I actually have, I don't have the very first electric that I had. It was like a Horner or something like that, like the, like the old Star, uh, Stratocaster, um, Starburst, Spinish, but it was, it was horrible. It was like the Macy's or J.C. Penney's guitar, or, <laughs> you know, Wal or not Walmart back then, Montgomery Ward or something. But after that, I, I got a Kramer Striker because that was the whole big Van Halen phase when he would go with a Striker and the yeah, yeah. Kramer. So I have that. I actually still have that guitar. I want to refinish that. So I haven't really ever let go. Well, I, I did let go of a few guitars. I had a nice white um, Strat um, I let go um, a bunch of years ago. But other than that, I try to keep everything. And the other reason why I was interested in talking to you, you make your own line of guitar. Are they fat finger guitars? Is that, am I saying that right? Yeah. Is that because, yep. you, have, is that yep. because you have fat fingers? or? Yeah, the... the the terminology came way back. I was working in telecom a bunch of years ago, and I had a meeting with this, he was like this guru guy. Was, he was real ahead of his time. But in a meeting, he was typing and he was making all these mistakes in an email, and he goes, oh, it's because I got fat fingers. <laughs> so it kind of stuck to me. I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. And uh, just over the years, that kind of um, you know, had kept that in the back of my head. And you know, it's got guitar playing connotation because fingers playing guitar, fat fingers. Yep. Um, so I, I, I took it from that spin. But personally, um, I like it because you know, fat fingers on a keyboard is constantly making like little errors or little mistakes. So that's pretty much what I've done um, <laughs> personally too. throughout my life is these little weird errors. So it's, I kind of merged the two together in fat fingers because of guitars and, and the personal thing and it just kind of stuck. So it's pretty cool. Awesome. So I noticed you uh, doing a little bit of Facebook stalking. How many, how many kids do you have that you know of? I've got three, three kids. Are they musical? No. Not at all? 
No, no. I, they they played piano when they were really young, but I beat them with a switch on their hands, their fingers, and they made a mistake. So now they don't have any fingers. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No. I didn't really want to push them, you know, because you, you get to a certain age. If you push them when they're young, then they, they move away from it, you know? I've been the same level of shitty for about 20 years. Like yeah, I, haven't, me too. I haven't been, I haven't improved. You figure like as time goes by, I play all the time too, but I'm still shitty. I'm just never going to be a really, really good, good guitar player. <laughs> it's weird. It, yeah, it, it's crazy to me these virtuosos or these guys. I mean, it, it's a full job, full time job for them. Yeah. So I guess I would be better too if I played eight hours, twelve hours a day. You know, you you perfect it, but in order to get any higher up on the you know progression, it, it's like riding a bike. You're going to keep most of it. But in order to go up to level, you know, another level, you got to put five hours in extra day. And it's just skewed so much to the amount of time you got to put in to move up. But it is what it is. So you mentioned Kiss was awesome because I actually learned how to play by playing Kiss songs because the rhythms are so easy. Everything Ace did was like a pentatonic scale. So you get a lot of confidence from playing Kiss, and it's like for known sure. stuff, you know, back in the day. How long did you spend learning the guitar solo for Detroit Rock City? Did you learn that? Yeah, I can, I, yeah, I can still pretty much play it. Um, I think I cheated and picked that up off of a guitar magazine. Yeah, what was it? I had a little, a little subscription to that. What was the magazine that every, uh, every month, I guess, where they come out monthly? They would have at least one or two tabs in there for us uh, people that don't. Guitar? It was a guitar magazine. I they had, think that's what it was called. And they always had like the tablature for uh, some classic rock song. And I remember Detroit, mm-hmm. Detroit Rock City was one of them. We spent so much time with Michael, Mike Zuccaro and I used to yeah. do the harmony. Zuki. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But once you got it, you got it. Mm-hmm. And if it made you feel good, they figured it out, you know? So it's, it's totally a different world because I, you, I've burned through so many, I'm sure you have had to burn through so many tapes of clicking a song, you're trying to get five, uh, you know, five bars of it and rewinding, playing it, rewinding and burning through tapes because the, you know, the technology you have today, don't, you don't even have to get into just typing in um, um, uh, uh, Detroit Rock City tab and boom, you have it. That yeah. wasn't like back in the day. You had a search, you had a work. For it to some degree, it's crazy what how easy it is now. Yeah, the cover cover bands have it so much easier than we did. I was in a couple cover a couple cover bands, and you had like you said, you had to, what I used to do is listen to the radio with a tape deck, and when a song came yeah. on, I'd record it. And the same thing, and as a lyric, as somebody that was a lead singer, I remember trying to figure out the words to "Bomb Track" by Rage Against the Machine, and <laughs> I'm like, you can't hear what he's saying, so I had to like make half this shit up. I, I have to play that. I, That was a wicked album. I remember the first time I heard that was in a bar in Albany, some dive bar when I was in college. And I just looked around and it was like one of the Epiphany songs. Yeah. Um, I think it was, um, you know, the fuck you, I don't do what you want to, uh, killing the fuck name. Fuck you, won't do what you tell me. And I heard that and it was just so raw and so different than what I, I heard before. I was like, holy cow, that, that was a wicked album. So, so, so it was awesome. Yeah, because I remember at that time I was into stereo systems in my car. 
So when that album came out, Pantera, like Rage Against the Machine, I started against the stuff that was a little bit heavier. And I had a big Ford mm -hmm. Bronco, just like an OJ Bronco, and I had like 15 inch, <laughs> had 15 inch subwoofers in the back of my Bronco. And oh man, that album sounds so good with the subwoofers in the back of that Bronco. I remember like, I think it was the third Pantera album. And at this, it was like song number one. You, you didn't know what to expect. It was brand new. I just came from the store, popped it in, and it was just like, <laughs> I mean, just this wall of noise, and literally my hair moves. And it was like, what yep. the fuck was that? That's funny you say that. I, I still have memories of uh, hanging out with your brother, and um, I, I think at this point you like, you, might have, you were out of college, out of school. I think you were at like GE or something. Yeah, I went. To, and, I actually went right uh, into GE. Yeah, you had. Uh, so w w I was hanging out with your, with your brother, and we were just chilling or whatever at your house or your mom's house. And you you came home, and you're like, "Come on, let's go for a ride. Go for a ride." And first of all, you know, we're like still in high school and you've got this mint Camaro. I heard a Camaro. So we're like, Ooh, I'm like, whoa, what is this? And then I sat in the back of it and you played, um, it was uh, Dave Lee Roth, Eat Him and Smile. Just that little, I don't even know where the hell we went or where were we going, but that was just like, whoa, this thing, is, we've got speakers on you know, either side of me, and it was just bland. I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, it was, was a, pretty cool. You know, that's, I mean, that's a great, that's why I titled this thing Glory Days. And the reason why I started the podcast is I was going up to visit my parents. Uh, there was a death in a family. So I was heading up by myself at a random, during the, the random day during the summer. So I'm by myself, so I'm cranking and stuff. And as soon as I get into, you know, the earshot of, Picks 106, Capital Regions, <laughs> Capital Land Authority, Classic Rock Authority. And the mm -hmm. first song I heard on there as I got into the range of that station was Home Sweet Home by Motley Crue. And, yep. you know, it just sparked a memory and I got a smile on my face and all this awesome. Second song was like Bob Seger. Third song was like uh, Van Halen. Like, oh, Pat, like, ben, Pat Benita or Pat Benatar. Yeah. <laughs> you was, know, there's like eight songs, eight artists that they, they play like every, you know, it's got to be Pink Floyd. Yep. You're going to have Pat Benatar, ACDC. Um, and something new for them would be Pearl Jam. That's that's new. For yeah, something course. from the '90s, right? Hey, another thing I want to ask you: we go back to your Fat Fingers. You had you have some real guitarists. Not that you're not a real guitarist, but you know, like some famous guitarists using guitars, right? Do you want to name drop? Yeah. Name drop some yeah, people. Uh, yeah, we're we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, a couple was it last year? I built for uh, well, two years ago, I, I built a guitar for Nuno Betancourt from Extreme, and that was more or less a gift. Um, he comes back once a year, usually once a year, and plays in, out in Boston. So I, 
I, I used to go out there and watch the show. And then one year I was like, dude, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build a guitar, you know, almost like a, a tribute of all the years that, in that, that I spent um, trying to listen. There's how many years of enjoyment I got from listening to, you know, his music. And um, so at the end of the show, I, I, I handed him the guitar. He's like, what do you want me to sign it? And I'm like, I don't want, you know, I want to give it to you. I want to give it to you. He's like, are you sure? He goes, I can't take it. I can't take it. And, you know, so I, I, I convinced him to take it. And um, since then, about, <clears throat> that was maybe, what, two, three years ago? And uh, since then, I got pretty close with his, his older brother, Luis, who actually taught him how to play guitar. Really? So it was really neat to uh, build a, a little bit of a relationship with his older brother that kind of that really taught Nuno how to play, and we got talking, and um, I, I ended up building a guitar for him as well that was kind of dedicated to um, Uzori's Island, where they're from, and his mom and everything. It's got the Portuguese flag on it and things like that. And um, he's played it a few times. He's played it um, out in LA um, and uh, down in New York a, a few times as well. So. It was, it, he's a super humble guy, uh, definitely feet on the ground. He just, you know, you, you know how we, sometimes you meet that one person and they're just like, you just gravitate to them. They're like, um, or on some sort of like higher learning, they're like on some higher consciousness. And you're like, oh, I, I just want to be part of that. Yeah. That, that's what he, he, he brings. He's a really super cool cat. <laughs> So Nuno is—is um, is he? Uh, would you put him over Eddie? Eddie Van Halen we're talking about, by the way. Jesus Christ! You know who? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I've been a Van Halen fan since 11 years old. You know that. That's my guy. I know. I know. I just throwing that out there. So who else plays <laughs> your guitars? Yeah, I, I um, was working uh, through. Uh, there's a solo artist. Uh, his name's Tom Gerard outside of um, Rhode Island. And uh, he's putting together together an album. He pretty much has like hired guns. He's he's, he's brings aboard, um, uh, you know, guitarists from our from our era or whatever you want to call it, and gets them on board. And um, he's he's coming out with a song that's uh, with uh, the Jeff Russo from the band Tonic. And, oh, right. um, tonic, tonic, tonic. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. And he. Uh, you know, I, I talked with him, talked with him, and he actually kind of pushed the door down for me and it's done a lot for me. And uh, I was able to build a guitar for Jeff Russo, and I, I just got delivered this week. So I've got to try to touch base with him and see um, where that all falls into place. But um, I met him out in Mohegan Sun a few months ago, and he, he liked the guitar and everything, which had to do some tweaks to it before um, I got in his hand. So. famous i've got a couple artists out in boston that are endorsing my stuff there i'm trying to get like the up-and-coming guys and try to get them to you know work with them so if and when they get big maybe i can come along for, for the ride do you have a website where we can look at them and order them or we just finger 
Fat Finger Guitars. Dot com. Fat Finger Guitars. And then if you do a search on Facebook too, I got a lot of stuff there. So FatFingerGuitars.com. Yeah. Yeah. You can order your. Uh, you don't. You don't. You say you don't keep them in stock. You custom make. You, you make them to order. Yeah. So each one is. Um, you know, although there's the hint, You know, the, the generic styles. Everyone. You've got your strat style. You've got your. You know, Gibson. So people will come and say, "I want this. I want to look like an Ibanez Iceman." Okay, but let's do your own guitar. So you know, I, I start with some of the basics where I can design from scratch. But the idea is that, you know, it's a one-to-one -one deal that, you know, you're, you're getting a guitar that's unique to yourself. Um, I, we will talk about what your goals are or what your tone is, and we'll work with, um, you know, making your own personal guitar. Um, I'm affiliated with, like, uh, Seymour Duncan, so that, that's pretty cool. I, you know, like, I get a, you know, I'm, I'm, I guess it's a, some sort of manufacturing account that I have with them, so... Got a little deal with them, so I'm, all my stuff comes standard with Seymour Duncan, Floyd Rose. All right, before we wrap it up, give me your favorite Van Halen song. It's going to be your intro. My favorite Van Halen song? Yeah, if you, what, what would be your intro? If you wanted an intro to your segment, what song would, would you choose? What Van Halen Jeez. song? VH song. What Eddie Van Halen song would you Do you want me to choose it for you? No, no, okay, no, okay. please do not. <laughs> um, I'm the one would be a good one. I'm the one? Yeah. Now, are you? Can you do DOA on the outro on the way out? DOA. Yeah, that's that's my first Van Halen song I ever heard was DOA. Really? So, are you a, are you a Van Halen purist? Are you a Sammy guy? Do you prefer David? Um, I go through spells. Okay, so you listen but, to both. Yeah, but um, the focus is the guitar. So. Yeah. I don't. And even the, you know what the album with Gary Sharon. This is a weird quick because Gary Sharon was with Extreme, which was with Nuno. Right. But um, um, that's a pretty cool album. People don't get a, give it credit, but anything Eddie does, that you just focus on Eddie, and it's incredible, in my opinion. Give me your favorite uh, Extreme song. Oh, geez. Now you're pushing it. Um, let's say Teacher's Pat. Teacher's Pat? Yeah, that's a good one. Old one, old school. I don't know if I can pick my favorite extreme one. The one, the first one that comes to my mind that's very impressive is "Do You Want to Play." Do oh Jesus! You yeah. Wanna play? Mm -hmm. <laughs> my band, yeah. uh, Mike and I used to do "Kid Ego." Hey, Kid yep. That was like their hit. Well, other than "More Than Words," which was play, <laughs> plays in elevators now. Hey, I, I know, but that's that's you know what? I, I got my daughters. They love. Um, What's the other slow one on that song? Circle can't fit where it's square shit. Oh, yeah, wholehearted, wholehearted. Like our family song. <laughs> Mike and I used to play that song. We played that song live at Saratoga Winters once. And we just, you know how mm -hmm. every, every band in the 80s used to strip down to the acoustic set? Well, Mike and I used to strap on our acoustic guitars and we played Hold Hard, mm -hmm. Wanted Dead Alive, and an original song. So. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Hey, I think I went to the one of those shows. You guys played um, Parasite, which was awesome. Oh, I yeah. The, the Kiss song, Parasite. <laughs> Thank you. 
heavy metal or like thrash band cover Parasite in a very thrash metal way. And I see you wearing a Parkway music t-shirt. So Jay, uh, I guess we, if we didn't, if I didn't say this in the beginning of this interview, we're on Facebook video. And so I can see Jason. Hey. And then he's, wearing a, he's wearing a Parkway music t-shirt. And does that still exist? Parkway music in Clifton Park? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they got, they got big. Uh, only guitar shops are no longer around. I know. It's, now it's like a, a chimney store or something. The, the guitar shop where I bought all my guitars as a child is now like a what, pellet stove store. It's, uh, I, think, <laughs> I think the light store that they were sharing the building with took the other half of it. Oh. But that was the most incredible guitar store. you got to admit, that was so cool. The only guitar shop? High, yeah, it was all high-end stuff. But uh, Parkway, they moved, they're, they're right across the street. So it's got the same flavor, same feel. Good, because they were like, well, Parkway Music came in in the basement, uh, maybe a couple miles down the street from the only guitar shop. And they were nice. They dealt with mostly vintage guitars. Like they had, you know, like mm-hmm. expensive old Gibsons and stuff like that. And I, I love that store. I love the Parkway Music store. Let's give them a plug. Another little plug. I'm actually in a little bit of a cover band. Cool. Um, What's the name of your yeah. cover band, Jason? It's the 518 Band. The 518 Band. What kind of music do you play? We play covers. We play rocks. We rock uh, cover songs from like the 80s, 90s, and earlier. So picks from six, I guess. Nice. What's your favorite song to play in your cover band? Ooh. Is it called the 518 or the 518 Band? The five, just 518 Band, I think. Five, there's no it's the area code. That's our area code up here. Yeah, well, so, I'm 202. 202 now. There you go. Now you can have a band called 202. Where are you playing? Where's a 518 band playing? Um, we should be playing out in February, hopefully sometime in February, um, up in Saratoga. But I'll be posting lots of stuff on my page or my uh, you know Fat Finger page as well. But what's really cool about it is my father is the drummer. No way. <laughs> yes, That's he's awesome. an awesome, awesome drummer. And you know, after all these years, it's pretty cool just to spend time and hang out. And you know, not too many people say that. You know, they can hang out and do that stuff with their father, you know, once, twice a week. And um, the other couple guys, the other two guys, the bass player and the other guitars are brothers as well. So it's a kind of a night, uh, you know, tight-knit group. And, you know, it, it's just fun. It's something to kind of hold on to. I've never played to do any of this stuff. I've always played to keep myself sane. So right. this is like icing on the cake just to go out and have fun and, you know. Jason, thanks for uh, being on the podcast. I appreciate you uh, uh, Facebook living in. Well, we're not Facebook live, are we? People watching us? No, we're just Facebook videoing. Yeah, just you and I. I hope so. Is the whole world watching this? Because I was picking my ass the whole time. The whole yeah, time. Uh, I need a shave, so <laughs> I, hope, I hope no one's watching us. Well, no, this, is, this is awesome, man. I'm sure Brian will be interested in listening to this one, my brother. He's in Schenectady, isn't he? Yeah, he's in Schenectady. He's like 15 minutes from my house. You think this clown will be able to get get in touch with me and you know hang out or something? Do you want to do, do like, like Want to do a direct message to him right now? You, no, you may have to do like an intermediary. You may, you maybe we need a third party to, to kind of bring this back together. <laughs> I will, I will. I will tell them that we, you and I, sat down and we conducted a Glory Days musical interview. And I'm going to shame him into calling you. And when I come up next time, we could all hang out, and drink some beers, and have a good time. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Let me know if you need a part two. I will. In the Vito, in the Vito Brada, we gotta get in the head, you know. For sure. All right, <laughs> dude. I'm gonna hang up on you now. I got people right, there, and thanks a lot. I really appreciate you talking to me. No problem, man. All Take right. care. Peace. Later. Right, one more time. I'd like to thank Jason Wicks for taking the time to talk to me. Let's get
talk to you, Jason. That was fun. We're going to do it again sometime. By request, your exit song, D-O-A by Van Halen. Fatfingerguitars.com. Sleep.